Previously on Quest Friends Forever. There is a fly buzzing around your face. It becomes a fully grown half-elf woman. Whoa. You recognize her as Barrymore. I hold up the necklace that has the blood on it. You had this. What the fuck did you do? I'm not the person who took out the council. Once you left, Edric declared that the Petrichor Forest was more at risk than ever before. He ordered all the communities to close their borders to outsiders. He killed the other council members and said, I did it. What is your plan? Because you can't really just stroll in there. Everybody knows who you are. In this operation, Jared's whole thing is to start the smear campaign. My plan with the sort of dissent, I want to create a uh, dissent pamphlet and start distributing them with a meeting time for a meeting. So, Val, you're going to be a shrub pile. Shake. You roll up to the outskirts of the Petrichor Forest. I go to the first stall. We're going to be um, having a small gathering just to sort of bring up spirits in, 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 in a bit of a trying time. You turn around, Jared, and there are a pair of guards approaching you and your stack of rutabagas. The other thing you notice when you turn around is that you are by yourself because Barrymore is nowhere in sight. <laughs> Jared, you are standing in the town square of Rosewater. You are being approached by two guard-looking folk. They are elves. Everybody here is an elf or a half-elf, some kind of druid. They are um, essentially forest cops, and they are approaching you because uh, this curmudgeonly, curmudgeon, curmudgeonly, curmudgeonly, huh? Afcab. All forest cops are bastards. Very nice. Yeah. This curmudgeonly uh, vendor does not like that you are talking about uh, unrest, as boomers tend to not like. So uh, the guards are about 30 feet away at this point. Do you have anything to do? What, do you, what is your plan? Um, have they said anything to me yet? The guards have not. They're just approaching because uh, East Clintwood kind of raised his hand, like snapped his fingers, like, hey, come here. Um. I look at the vendor, I give him kind of a stinky eye, and then I turn and I wait for the guards to approach. Okay, just gonna wait for him. Val, are you just chilling as the the harvest? Shake. Great. (laughs) Okay. The guards approach, and they walk up, and what seems to be the problem I respond with my actor in the exact same tone. Okay. What seems to be the problem? And then I kick him in the shin. Oh shit. And then oh, I fuck. and then I turn around and I slap the vendor. And then I look to Val and I'm like, "Val, run." <laughs> and I book it and I run. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> oh boy. So you kick him, but you don't kick him very hard. Uh, you, you more like kind of more, it's more like stomping on his foot more okay. than a kick like you kind of miss with the kick and then when you pull your leg back you heel into his toe um, the old heel toe classic move and he yelps in surprise not really pain because it doesn't hurt but he kind of goes hey I guess that's a yelp and then you turn around and slap East Clintwood in the face yes so you're going to leave a bit of a red handprint on East Clintwood's face and he is <laughs> he's old and fragile this, this temples him over he drops to a knee because he was not expecting it and he goes, oh, oh, damn, damn kids. And then you take off sprinting? Yes. And I, in that moment, I look to Val and I say, Val, run. 
So I'm hoping I'm hoping Val hears my heeds heeds warning and I'm running. We're running. Val doesn't do anything because that's not part of the plan. The plan is to be a piece of wood. Fantastic. So okay. there's no move. Not even okay. a shake. I love that. Ooh, not even a shake. Jared, do you run back the way you came or do you run deeper into this community? Uh, I'm going to go deeper. Okay. They are going to pursue you, believe oh, it or not. Fuck. <laughs> They're not just going to let that go. So these two guards, <laughs> they say, after him. What um, about the for- vendor? Uh, East Clintwood has, has dropped to a knee behind his, his stand. I think he's sold fruits and berries and stuff. Um, and he's just kind of rubbing his face, mumbling about uh, how millennials ruin the economy with avocado toast. But he's not going anywhere? No, he's not going anywhere. Okay. Um, so I'm just awkwardly sitting as an inanimate object right in front of a, this fantasy Republican. <laughs> in the middle of kind of this uh, this town square area, yeah. In the middle of the town square. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't move at all. Cool. Awesome. So... The two guards pursue you, Jared. Uh-huh. Uh, you get a decent distance away. You are 30 feet. I have a 30-foot lead on these guys. Okay. So uh, this first turn is taking place. You're still in the town square. It's kind of a... This is, Rosewater is a bigger community. So you're still in the square here. So you, you have some open path. But as you go further, you might run into some uh, some difficult terrain or some close quarters. Okay. I love this. Um, pure chaos. Um... I'm going to use my turn to just sprint. Okay. This first one, at least. So you dash uh, 60 feet. So you double your movement speed for your turn. Okay. And you are just running your ass off, and you make it uh, 60 feet to the edge of this um, the edge of this little square, and you start getting into more of just a, just kind of a pathy. It would, be, it would be like a road out of a shopping center if it was not a forest, but it's a forest. So it's just kind of a dirt path that's going to um, lead deeper into the forest. The guard who was doing the talking with a deep voice is going to pull out his wand from his holster, as a forest cop would have, and point his wand, for- wand not his wad, oh my god, he's going to point his wand <laughs> forward and cast Entangle on the ground near your feet as you sprint away. Shit. So grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting from a point within range, which is where your feet are. Which, for the duration of the spell, which is one minute, the weeds and the vines that sprout from the ground uh, turn the area into difficult terrain. And you must make, right now, a strength saving throw, or else be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Okay. Twelve. Dang. You just fucking barely really pull your leg away from the ground as the vine grasps at you, and you are not you- restrained. Do you say something sassy when that happens? Do you have like a catchphrase or anything that happens? Um, nope, I got nothing. <laughs> I keep running. <laughs> so the second guard is also going to cast a spell. So he is going to pull out his wand from his holster and cast it on himself. And you can't really see what happens, but you notice he starts running faster oh, after shit. you. Okay. Back to your turn. So you are in the vines now. They are technically difficult terrain, which means your movement speed is cut in half. I'm going to make it to the edge, um, get out of it, and then I'm going to... Well, first, before I do that, can I look around and see what's near me? You mean as you're running, like, away out of the little vines? Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're exiting the the town square and going into um, kind of a a very uh, heavily, like, a dense kind of path. 
like this this dirt path leads into this kind of it, it almost looks like a tunnel because there's like so much overhang of branches and vines and leaves you notice the temperature drops pretty dramatically as you run into this because of all the shade so lots of branches lots of trees uh, and then it's all hanging overhead very very low too like you could reach up and touch the touch the top of this it's like only seven feet off the ground okay or you're pretty short so maybe you can't touch it but a taller person could touch it okay drag me all right i'm gonna look to my left and find the nearest thickest shrub or bush okay and i'm gonna jump into it i assume you're trying to hide i'm trying to hide yeah okay so you have to make a uh, stealth check 11 plus 2 13 you uh, escape these tangly vines on the ground and you dive into the thickest shrub you see on your left in this uh, tunnel-y kind of forest path. And it scrapes you up because it's, it's thorny in there. You didn't really look before you jumped. Um, <laughs> but you successfully get into this bush. They can tell that you jumped into some kind of foresty situation like you jumped off the path because they see you jumped away but they don't necessarily see exactly where you jumped so uh they're going to run all the way over and they're going to start looking for clues of where you went so uh the two guards rolled a total of seven for their investigation (laughs) so they certainly see that um some of this area has been uh displaced by something but they peek around and they cannot see any signs of the man that kicked them and slapped East Clintwood and you have successfully disappeared from their vision. Perfect. Do they, do they stay? Are they lingering? They're poking around, but with only a seven, they're not very smart. So they do not find anything. They think um, they, maybe they think you, you kept running. So they, they take off further down the path to pursue you unsure of your whereabouts. That's perfect. Well, then I hop out of the bush and I walk back. Well, wait, hold on. Before that happens, what was I wearing? I was wearing like... You were dressed to the vine. Dressed to the said. vine. That was That's the name correct. of the episode. Yeah. You were um, all forested out. I completely disrobe of all of the foliage garb and I return to the path. Okay. And I walk back into town. As you start to walk back in, Val... Jake... Three young elf girls are investigating you, this very tall, uh, very bountiful harvest. And one of them tries to uh, pick you up, and they cannot because you are very heavy. And they're very confused by this. So, Jared, when you come back into the town square, you see these uh, three, they would, would be teenagers. Elves age differently, but they look like teenagers. Um, three teenage girls poking around at this big stack of Val harvest. And East Clintwood is uh, collecting himself, dusting himself off a little bit, and he has his back to you right now. So I walk back up to the table where Val is and where these teenagers are also hanging out. Um, God, what? I Was I doing a voice before? Not no, really. I don't think so. No, you weren't. No? no? Okay. Although, I mean, if you, if you just you're a different person now, right? It's yeah, you're back in your guys. normal clothes. Yeah. Okay. So you should definitely do an accent this time. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Hi, everybody. They uh, are startled and they turn around and they look at you and they kind of put their hands down in front of them like kids do when they're like, I wasn't doing anything. And they say, uh, uh, hi there. What have y'all got going over here? 
oh um we were just, we were just we weren't doing nothing um we were gonna look at and the one talking gets shushed by the tallest one of the group and she goes hush hush quiet um n- nothing we weren't we weren't doing anything is this is this your yours well i wouldn't say it's necessarily mine but it might be a friend of mine's the tallest one again goes where did where did you get it this is a lot this doesn't grow around here yeah it's from a far off place we're really here just looking to make a make make a little bit of money to get back home oh uh where are you from oh you know little yonder there little yonder uh here yonderville is more so the name so the uh the smallest one the shortest one of the three kind of makes a puzzled face for a second and goes wait you're an outsider Yes, but I I currently have visitation rights, ergo the guard. Roll a uh, deception check. I got a fifteen. So the little the littlest one, the shortest one, says, "The guards, the guards have visitation rights now. They're doing that. Oh, and okay. Um, and then she kind of looks at the other two and she goes, "Maybe, maybe things are changing. Do you think? I think they might be." And she looks down at one of the uh, flyers that you were passing out. It has blown off of East Clintwood's stand and is crumpled up on the ground. And she picks it up and looks at it. And she goes, "This was you were giving these out, right? Oh, no, not me. But it does look mighty interesting. I might be attending. Hmm. And they all look at it and they go, maybe we'll see you there. And the tallest I... one again, the tallest one hits the youngest one on the shoulder. And she's like, Shh, don't, don't say anything to strangers. And then she just nods at you and goes, uh, uh, thanks, I think. And the three girls walk away. Jared, what is your plan now, now that you've changed identities and you've kind of already, already caused a bit of a stir here? I don't know why I didn't just put on a different leaf costume because everyone looks fairly similar here, but now I'm like undisguised. You're standing out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I can't pass out flyers anymore, which was the main objective of the first, uh... Should I go jump into the bushes real quick? Something <laughs> needs do, to do happen. Do a quick costume change. Soon, okay. because uh, East Clintwood is getting his bearings. Um, okay. Then, in that case, how close am I to the nearest like big out-of-town center foliage again? Where's the nearest place where he can be out of plain view so he can put on a quick costume? Yeah. Where's the Where's the bundle of hay in Assassin's Creed? Like I said, you, you only ran for a couple 30 seconds or less, and you kind of found this this other path. So there's other paths within a minute or two walking distance, but you should probably start moving. Okay, I'm going to go down one of those paths. Are you bringing Val or are you going solo? Uh, I'm going to bring Val. Okay, so you're going to go a little bit slow. And Shame. what is... <laughs> you're not a zombie. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> My plan is to find the nearest coverage, jump into it, pull off a bunch of leaves and come up with some sort of makeshift uh, garb, kind of a patchwork costume, but convincing enough with my cunning just in general and how it is high, even if I look kind of haggard and people are like, you look bad. I'll be like, yeah, I know. Rough day. <laughs> you should see and the then other guy. Just, yeah, you should see that. You like that kind of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> it, and that's how I'm planning to piece my way through this uh, bad choice. <laughs> Yeah, East Clintwood's old and shitty, so he uh, doesn't notice, and you are able to successfully sneak away before there's any more commotion. Um, as you leave the town square, you do see, from the far end, the two guards that were chasing you reemerge, but you are far enough away that they don't uh, they don't see you. So love that. But they are uh, 
they're back and they're you know in Metal Gear where they don't have the exclamation mark, they just have the question mark. They're like yeah on alert, now but they're, they're just not pacing back and you. forth in a in a ten foot cube. Yeah, they're just walking around in this exact same circle. But now they know there is a troublemaker in the area, and they okay. are definitely interested in that. But you successfully just barely. Oh, no, get wait, out of there. I, I take that back. Let me start over. So you know how like in uh, Grand Theft Auto, if you have like more than three stars, then the, the cops come after you. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, because they're because they're forest cops. Right now you have two stars. It's leafs flashing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, four four Animal Crossing leaves are flashing in the top screen. <laughs> so you make it into a, f- a bit of uh, cover for now. Wait, wait. I'm still a little bundle of love slash hay slash leaves, whatever. A little bundle of love. But mind you, all of my possessions are in compartments in my chassis. I don't have like a bag that I left back at camp or anything. Right. So I still have a disguise kit in my entertainer's pack. So. As he goes and jumps into whatever bush that he's going to do, he hear a plong and comically a disguise kit flies in the same exact arcway in the air and falls right behind him and hits him in the head. Bunk! Like an item out of Banjo's backpack. Correct. Exactly. How many video game references can we get in this episode? <laughs> okay, so with a disguise kit, you don't even need to roll. You got you got your disguise. Ooh. Um, you do need to kind of put still some of the branches and shit on you, but... Yeah, but it's convincing. Uh, convincingly change your your look enough. Okay. So okay. So you've re- recovered from this decision, and what is the plan <laughs> the rest of the way? Um, let's go right back to where we started. Um, no, and by that I mean let's go to the next booth because fuck that guy. Okay. Um, and then we just continue with our plan as as regularly scheduled. So how uh so we don't have to play all that out. How how deep are you going into the forest? Before you turn back and go re regroup, um, since it's our main objective, I'm gonna say like we're kind of doing this most of the day because we really want to start to like incite some change. So like, you can't do that with three people. Sure. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. Feasibly, how many communities do you think we could get to in a single day? So, are you trying to get back to Stephanie by like nighttime? Right? Yeah, because we have no place to stay in the city. Okay. So we'd have to go back. So you do Azalea first. You did that last time. You do Rosewater, and you do the next one, Pothos. <laughs> and you successfully uh, knock out those three. You rub elbows with the vendors. Nobody seems to have a problem here. Uh, there are a few people who give you uh, some looks from afar because they don't recognize you in their community, especially in Pothos. They don't recognize this person who's now three communities deep. It's not like you're just like on the outskirts anymore, um, but nobody nobody acts on it. This is kind of a this community is also a bit smaller, so um, nobody is out there trying to stop you with their weapons. They or don't anything. have it. They don't really have a chance to stop us with all this loud montage music. That's true. We have a very loud montage <laughs> of things just working out, and and it is uh, dusk at this point. Okay, we're gonna go back. So, as Val and Jared are returning for a little while, what's happening back at camp, Stephanie? I think that we're just kind of like obviously a little bit nervous about going back. And so um, to ease the tension, Stephanie is trying to bring up some like, hey, member moments from like, um, from our past, like, hey, remember we did this? And, you know, like, oh, it's going to be cool. I wonder if this guy is still there. Like, does Lily still own that bakery over on the corner? D- 
did these people ever get married? Did that baby ever um, get out of the ugly phase? Oh, God. Um, just, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Small pot. Hot forest yeah, goss. Just, just a little, yeah, a little bit of forest, hot hot forest goss from like, you know, however many years ago. Is that baby um, still trash or not? <laughs> Amazing. Well, no, like, you know, like sometimes babies have a weird shaped head, you know? Oh, I agree. yeah. I, I'm yeah. an adult with a weird shaped head. I understand. Like, did she grow into it? Does it suit them now? Did she grow into like, that head? <laughs> wonderful uh-huh. my goodness ellie's going along with it um you can tell she's still a little bit uh nervous so she's she's going along but she's a little bit uh not 100 percent like in the moment she's kind of worried about what's going to happen but really just waiting to plan anything until they get back because we don't we don't know what it is but like just by doing this stephanie's trying to like jog the memory of like oh this is what this was because it's been a minute it's been a minute been 10 years yeah so a few hours pass and you're all reminiscing and, and uh, spilling the forest tea and all that. It's getting pretty late. It's almost high midnight again. And you all are sitting around the campfire. A few moments pass of silence of you guys just kind of staring at the fire. And Ellie is going to speak up at this point And she's like, so are we going to kill him or not? As much as I want to, I don't know if it's right. He... He hurt me and he hurt a lot of people and clearly like, and I'm at this point, like probably all day, I'm just kind of like fiddling around with the necklace. Um, but he needs to pay for what he's done. And maybe, maybe death is too good for him. Ooh. Ellie likes that. Ellie nods. She's like, yeah, yeah. Screw him. <laughs> At that time, you hear the unmistakable noise of four horses and a cart rolling into your vicinity as Jared, Val, and not Barrymore return to camp. Uh, is there... Where's the other one? She fucking ran away. Uh, what? Val jumps out of the cart and stands on their own two legs, but still looking like a big bunch of leaves. And you see it's a bushel with legs and then two arms pop out of the, the, the bushel <laughs> on either side. And then like very excitedly jumping up and down, shake, shake. <laughs> so we got approached by some guards and then Barrymore just booked it. I don't know where she went. She's gone. She ditched did us. She, did she turn into a fly again? She might've. I've never felt more like the children in Jurassic Park. fantasy (laughs) fantasy jurassic park oh sorry fantasy jurassic park yeah so fuck her i thought we had like a moment i thought i thought it was gonna be fine maybe she panicked maybe maybe she's um she went back to because she has people in the thing i don't know i don't i don't want to assume the worst because I feel like we had a moment. I feel like she knows what's up and I feel like we have the same objective. So maybe she sensed trouble. Maybe. I mean, she could have just just left, but I I can't think about that right now because I'm going to stroll into my home and that's going to be a whole thing. And I don't need one more thing adding to that. So let's just let's just hope that she's doing her thing and it's good. Um. Val walks over to Stephanie and grabs one of her hands to hold her hand and shake. 
I know <laughs> that she's going through a lot, and I get that, but she's still the one who had a knife to my neck not 24 hours ago. <laughs> so for that, That's very I think she's trying to get us killed. Either way, I hope the best for her. I hope she finds what she needs, and maybe she'll show up later and help us out. Big air quotes. Shit. But either way, I'm very cunning and just super casually talented, and so I got out of it, Ovs, and the mission... Um, when is planned. So, congrats. Okay, cool. So, tell us all the things. I imagine Ellie is right next to me, just kind of like eager for any news about home. Always. Uh, so, like, literally, like, tell us, like, as much as you can. Well, we got as far as, like, the Oak or the Ivy or whatever community, um, whatever they call them. I don't know, maybe, like, Fern. And... We're definitely starting you know, to sway are, some folks. Just, just, just before you continue, those are very different plants, and um, I'm a little concerned that you don't know. So maybe this is something we'll have to. But these are like actually plants. So, so okay, continue. So, we, uh, we, we, what is the word? Not imbue. What, hold on. This is in character. I'm like disseminate. Um. Yes, we disseminated some information, and some people seem to be into it, question mark? The rally is going to take place as scheduled. There are already people who are excited to be there. Okay, but like, what was the overall vibe from the people? Oh, like, what are, what, oh. How, are they, how are they doing? What are they like? Oh, pure terror from tyrannical grip. <sighs> Just... Of course. Blatant. People are afraid. And the ones that aren't afraid are big assholes. So that tracks. You know. That's that is the general vibe. But um I think we're gonna do well here. I love it. I'm I love s- I love the drama. <laughs> I love the tension. It's so tense in there. Everyone is so tense. I'm pretty surprised that you were able to like we've just been hearing nothing about how they like close themselves off and everything, and you made it in a couple of different places and back pretty easily. That's pretty, that's much more progressive than I was expecting. Oh, no, they're still very much not. I'm just very good. Shake. I'm just very good I, at what I do. I noticed that you changed your your whole deal here. Is this the fashion now? Is, that, is this what they're Yeah, wearing? I was trying to, I was really just trying to go for a second look. Um, just to kind of blend was the vibe. Um, shake, shake. But, you know, <laughs> it ended up working in my favor. So, you know, shake, shake. So tomorrow at dusk, here's what I think is the plan. And you guys can tell me if I have this right, um, just so we're on the same page. So at dusk, we are going to be in the city. I am not going to have revealed myself yet. Um, trying to disguise or do something. Um, they're not expecting me, I don't think. So it should be fine. We're going to see kind of how that whole thing plays out, see who's on our side, who's not, try to get the people that are on our side maybe to go talk, and then maybe they'll kind of like help us go to Absalom. Maybe there's like a greater network that we don't know about. So that's the plan. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. That's, that sounds great. Shake. Okay. Then next day you're just prepping. You've um, rested. Rest everyone's We'd rested. also dress in the leaves. You and Ellie. Yeah. 
Okay. Val, still wrapped in leaves, is sitting on a log and whittling away the end of a stick with another stick. And the glass dome underneath the leaves, so you can't tell, is red. I'm trying to get, like, hyped up for this. I'm trying to get pumped up. So I'm, like, acting like a badass over here. Making a knife, that I, making a knife out of a piece of wood that I won't use. You're making a shank? Yeah, but I won't use it. I'm just there trying to look like I'm, like... I'm, I'm the tough guy they hired for this I job. I mean, you might use it. You don't know. Just okay, yeah. Add, add a shank to your inventory. Yeah. A wood shank. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You successfully... You've got, you've got time to whittle? Sure. I love I'm, this this image of this like little bundle of leaves that's like got this with legs red and arms. dome in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. The, nobody can see the red. It is just like, yeah, like this like impressionable kid that is like, like this is how you're tough. This is what you do. <laughs> like if I could say... If I could, if I could say... Hello. But like, hello. But that's what happen. <laughs> can you can you tone down or like uh, pitch down the the frequency? Ready, Danny? Danny? Is that possible? Hello. Val has not gained that ability yet. Oh, dang. oh dear. No, thank you. All right, let's do. Wait, we, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. So everybody had to go to bed. <laughs> How many of us in the group have to sleep for a full eight hours and not half sleep? That's only Jared. Okay, cool. So that means that I had four hours to fuck around for a while, waiting for us to do something. I whittled. 15 shanks. I'm going to say you did not whittle that many. Roll, I'm a robot. I'm very efficient. Roll a D12. I'll give you the second biggest die. Okay, hip-hop legend. These chicks don't even know the name of my band. They don't. They were D12, right? Mm-hmm. I got an eight. You have eight wooden shanks. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm going to do with them? Stab people? No, I'm going to keep one for myself because I already put it in my uh, in my equipment, so I'm not going to delete that. For the other seven, I'm going to... Give two to Horace, two to Horace, two to Horace, and one of them <laughs> to Horace. How? Do you know how? You know how? Like the thing that goes over their head because they're they're drawing a, a carriage or a cart sure. or whatever. The harness. I'm just gonna I'm gonna tuck it into like right along their jawline where the leather strap meets the thing. I'm just gonna tuck it in there, nice and neat, so that way if they if in the case of emergency they have to, they can headbutt stab someone. So you created battle horses. Yeah, I've created uh, an armored vehicle at this point. Steven Spielberg presents War Horse. Yeah. Okay. War Horse, 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 and Horse. The War Horses Corps. <laughs> they, are the, they are the Horse Corps. Yeah. So. No. All right. That's going to have to come into play. But also, also keep in mind, though, it's, and this is the most important part, when I give each one of them their shanks, it's like the last scene in a dumb military movie like G.I. Jane, where like they finally graduate or whatever after going through hell. That is a great and it's movie. All, it's a, it is a very Don't good movie, but like, on that movie. I'm not talking shit. I'm saying like the last scene where they finally like got graduate boot camp or whatever, and it's all emotional and they're pinning the thing on the thing. And it's like, they just stand at attention and it's like super sweeping music and everybody's crying. That's what's happening when Val is doing this, tucking the shank into each horse leather strap thing around their head. I don't know what it's called. That's what's happening in Val's head yeah. because we're just packing up camp. <laughs> Watching the little robot do something to the horses. And we're like, I wonder what they're doing. All they hear is just, sure thing, sure thing, sure thing, <laughs> sure thing. Which horse sure only thing. got one shank? The best one. Oh, because they're the most equipped to handle just one shank? Yeah. The horse that only gets one shank uh, looks at the other three and goes, <laughs> Oh my God. And then, I, and then I go over to that horse and I put my little robot hand very slowly up onto the horse's nose in a very touching moment. And I say, hello. And then I walk away. Someday there will be an episode where we don't have horse content. But that day is not this today. Is, 
very BMO esque. <laughs> I am a bounty hunter. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Does anybody notice that the horses now have shanks attached to their faces? I mean, they watched you do it. Only, only Jared was asleep. So Stephanie and Ellie see it. Jared, you just wake up the next day and the horses have shit on their heads. I turn to the group and I'm like, I point, I point to the horses. What? Um, Is, but then, are you going to say anything? I'm, I'm, I'm back in, I'm back in the the go mode right now. Do you tuck your arms and your legs back into the? Yeah. Okay. And they just kind of, like, like awkwardly tip over like a, like a trash can. No, not a trash can. That's a dumb thing. Like yeah, kind of like a trash can. Like a trash. <laughs> No, you're right. <laughs> like, like a trash can. Like, a, like just a wooden barrel, like, like a wooden barrel that fell out of the cart. Just plunk. Hello, and thank you for calling the Quest Friends Forever Hotline. My name is Danny, and I will bring you this mid-episode hello because you called 1-800-QUEST-FRIENDS-RULES. Yeah, sure. Anyways, here we go. Hey, you've heard of the Nostalgia Network, right? Well, if you listen to this podcast, you definitely have, because I talk about it every week here in these little breaks. That is the podcast network we are on and also sort of help run. That is this show, Quest Friends Forever. That is the show, Nostalgia, in which Jared and Stephanie, a.k.a. Eric and Jessica in real life, discuss movies and remakes and sequels through a queer and feminist lens. That is a very good show. And then the show, The Lousy Advice Podcast, in which Jared, a.k.a. Eric in real life, and his band Lousy Advice get together and make lists about bands and debate things about music and share kind of funny stories about stuff. It's a lot of fun, too. So that is at www.thenostalgianetwork.com. And all three of those shows are also on social media, if you want to check them out, including our show. We are on Instagram at questfriendsforever, all one word. We are also on Twitter and YouTube, and there's supposed to be a TikTok coming soon. Maybe it's live by the time this is up, maybe not, but either way, we will make an announcement about it on those social media sites. So if you follow us, you'll know when it happens or if it's happened already. And since you're on the internet checking out our social media sites, why don't you also hop over to your podcast app of choice and maybe give us a rating or a review. That would be super helpful and really cool of you. Those ratings and reviews are honestly a huge help for our podcast and all podcasts, really. That's why we all ask for them, because that puts us uh, more in search results and gets us in front of more people and gets us more downloads, which, by the way, is working, because as I mentioned last time, we have received more and more downloads every month that we have existed. We started in January 2021. We are now in July 2021 when I am recording this. And every month we've existed, we've gotten more downloads, which is super cool, super awesome. Thank you so much for listening. It is because of your glorious listenership that we thrive and do this. So really, you know what? Thank you above all else. You specifically. You're my favorite listener. And you know who I'm talking to. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. You're all my favorite. Um, let's get back to this episode, part two in the Petrichor Forest, and we'll figure out what is going to happen. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. So, it's plan time. Insert music. So you retraverse. Jared and Val now know the way. Cart is loaded. The four of you are in it. The horses have been 
geared up. I, as we're driving, as we're like trolloping towards the city, I, for no reason out of nowhere, I'm like, you know what? I've come around on the, the knives. They're sick. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that I'm in the back with, um, with Val, just kind of like tucked in there, just kind of like lazy farmer style leaning on Val and because I'm more recognizable so I'm going to try to keep the lowest profile I probably have like a hood and stuff on um, and Ellie is probably up front with Jared because she's I, less recognizable I was going to say you have kind of the strider look from Lord of the Rings your hood up and everybody kind of just kind of just looking down yeah man I mean you basically are Aragorn at this point for this, this mission Literally. ah fuck so <laughs> but it's like progressive because I'm a woman doing it and all those stories about Man. Yeah. Take this, Tolkien. So, where is this rally supposed to happen? It probably wouldn't be, like, in the middle of town square or anything. Because, like, you're saying, like, this is a rebellion, kind of. Like, yeah. there, it's, like, coded. Secret meeting. So, you don't want it to be out in the open. So, it's probably... I feel like we've de- we should have... We decided this and it went on the flyer. Did we say it was in Rosewater? Yeah, let's say that. Sure thing. Wait. Is it the one with the old guy? That's where East Clintwood was when okay. the chase happened. But uh, Jared did not share the information about the old guy in the chase with the group. Okay. No, he did not. And I tried to call him out on it, but nobody understood my communication skills. So you approach the city limits, but I guess forest limits for the Petrichor Forest for the first time in a decade, Stephanie and Ellie. For Jared and Val, it's been about a day. But it's, it's looming. The tr- trees are giant and they're looming over you, Stephanie, creating this very... Uh, metaphoric scene of the big task you're about to undergo for your people and for your community. And you roll up to the same area where Jared and Val first entered, where there were the guards, Fraser and Niles. And Jared up in the front recognizes that Fraser and Niles are once again at their posts and they have been joined by two more guards. There are now four guards at this entrance this evening and they see the cart approach and uh, the elf that Jared recognizes as Fraser steps forward and holds up his hand to stop the cart. Um, I stop. I stop. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be full chaos yet. We've already done that today. I can't do that yet. Yeah. I, we roll up and I say, essentially, Fraser and Niles, how's it going on this splendid day? Fraser looks kind of confused and he says, do I know you? Yes, we've gone way back. And by way back, I mean, yesterday we're back. Hi, it's us. But so you've changed costumes, but you're saying you're the same person. Oh, that's a good point. Oops. No, it's well, it's fine. Kill uh, them all. That's what the shanks are for. Charge. No. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, run. <laughs> I just kick the horse as we go. Um, no, <laughs> just stabbing them on the way through the horse's face. That's why My they're goodness. in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, um, no, you're slowly turning Val chaotic. I know, I love this. <laughs> that was a little chaotic, yeah. Um, I try to recover. Yeah, we showed up yesterday afternoon. Do you not remember me? Uh, we don't get a lot of people, so I remember we had one cart yesterday, and they were said they were from here, and Ast- Astro Farmer Man. Have you I gone back out? No? I don't, I don't know an Astro Farmer Man, no. I've never heard that name. What is your name, then? Cunning Losser is actually my name. As this conversation's happening, the two guards you don't recognize are starting to uh, not circle the cart threateningly, but they're like checking it out. They're like okay, inspecting. Cool. 
um, but they're not talking and they're not they're not touching anything. They're just like walking around in a circle. Fraser, who are your friends? Oh well, uh, we had a bit of an incident yesterday, so we're uh, a little oh, being no. a little bit more vigilant with our with our borders today. Oh my goodness, what happened? Somebody viciously attacked the guards in Rosewater. <gasps> I can't believe that. Yes. As a frequent visitor, I definitely am. It, it makes me concerned. Yes, we haven't had an incident like that for, for quite a while. It was really a oh. uh, tense moment. The, the guard said that the assailant attacked his, broke his foot. or some, It made it sound quite violent. He was, he was definitely thrown for a loop. Broke a foot, you say? Must be a really strong character. A bad character is what it is. Anyway. Um, yes, bad character. Character of, of, of poor taste. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so we assume you're, you're headed in, so just give us the password and uh, you'll be good to go. Oh, yeah. It's just watchful eyes detect schemes and lies, obviously. As you say this, the, the two guards that were circling the cart, they had to kind of put their hands on their wand holsters and they, they ease up upon this because they were concerned about you were being kind of weird. I feel the, the, I feel the intensity and I'm like, calm down. Well, I was just, you know, it's tense times here. Apparently some, some things might be happening. So we're just trying to keep and making sure that everyone is on the up and up. Oh, I understand. All right. And you go. Welcome to Azalea. All right. We'll see you later, Fraser. Bye, Niles and others. The others just grunt and stare at you. And, uh, uh, you guys are no fun. <laughs> okay. You've made it inside. First and foremost, um, with my awesome perception, I will also roll in for you right now. Um, Stephanie really wants to get the vibe of the people and what's going on and is trying to take in as much as possible because, one, this is the first time she's been back home. Two, um, her people are in danger. And three, some people um, might accidentally get arrested in us trying to find out what the fuck is going on. So she wants to try to know who's who so that way she can protect them. Okay. So you have to get through um, Azalea before you can get to Rosewater where the meeting is happening. So Azalea is a bit of a smaller community. You know this. Uh, you recognize it. Everything looks kind of the same as last time you were here. Um, obviously, you didn't live here, but you, you're familiar with all the communities as you're in your protector role. You did have to do a little bit of, you know, uh, a little bit of Public PR players. before you kind of withdrew. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, it all looks the same. Um, and you see uh, you're in the back of the cart with your strider hood up. Uh, Ellie's up front. And you see Ellie kind of like darting side to side with her eyes. Like she's thinking the same thing of like, this is shit. It's just like we left it. She wouldn't say shit. But uh, heck, heck, it's just like we left it. You hear her whispers quietly. Um, and with your awesome perception, you notice that there are not a lot of people out right now because it is late. Not a lot of uh, natural light in the thick forest. Uh, there are There's a few... Uh, spells casting lights like where lampposts would be essentially um but it's it's pretty dark already not a lot of people out uh the few people you do see walking around the general vibe is um no one looks like scared at the moment no one is like there's no heightened emotions of the townspeople um they seem if anything a little bit defeated just in general by life um yeah just general kind of uh malaise uh defeat in general, but no one, no one's like crying. No one's terrified. No one's running. It's not a, not a hyper emotional state at the moment. Okay. As we are going, I'm going to like use telepathy to tell Ellie. Okay. So I have an idea, but, um, I 
want to tell you first so that way you're not surprised but I'm a little bit worried about me rolling up in there especially if this is a place where they're looking for rebels or something um what do you think about depending on what the situation is over there me turning into an animal when we roll up so that way I'm even less conspicuous and um so the like a tap like a yes, no. Oh, you established a tap system? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, this is her first time using the tap system, so she turns around first to look at you and kind of smiles and then turns back and taps once on the wooden side of the cart. Okay, cool. Um, let's just keep this between us because, yeah, keep okay. this between us and Secret act like system. it's normal. So, <laughs> J- so Jared and Val have a system and Ellie and Stephanie have a system. So we're uh, shakes and taps. Shake, taps and shake and taps. So you calmly make your way through Azalea to the border of Rosewater, where you know your destination is. The meeting is supposed to happen, let's say, uh, you said sort of off the beaten path, right? Like not yeah. in town mm-hmm. square. So Stephanie, uh, when you guys were making the plan, Jared was making the flyers, Stephanie pointed out a small area, a secluded area. What kind of area did you point out, Stephanie, for this meeting? Set the scene oh. for me. This is your forest. Yeah, we'll meet at the Twisted Oak Tree, and um, it's a, a tree that is, like, of not a lot of, um, like, all the kids know it, because that's where you, like, go and climb trees when you're, like, a kid over in uh, Azalea, right? And there's, like, uh, if druids didn't care so much about nature they would probably like this is where they would carve the um the initials in the tree and take their like you know uh engagement shots and stuff uh but it's just (laughs) kind of like there's a lot of like tall grass a lot of like you know bushes and stuff but like the the oak is huge and kind of like looming so it's um it also provides some sort of cover too cool so um you approach this uh you're getting close to the oak and you're not you said you're not gonna ride right up to it yeah we're gonna we're gonna scope out the area but not be close enough that if say a bunch of cops of the forest type came and rounded up people that we wouldn't be caught up in that commotion i think we have to be somewhat close to tell that anybody's there or that anything's happening like there's a lot of bushes and shrubbery and stuff so we can like hide the horses maybe like not right next to it but definitely like 60 feet out or something and then just kind of like go up to it sure so you're gonna park the horses in in some some shrubbery to get off the beaten path make sure to tell them to be careful with of the shanks and the and the the bushes (laughs) that might get caught it's important and then um i'm gonna so i'm gonna look at jared and val and i'm gonna say hey this wasn't a part of the plan, but I'm going to do this just in case shit went down with Barrymore. So, boom, and I turn into a rat. Ooh. Ooh. But you stay, you run away or do you stay in the cart? Oh, I don't, I don't run away. No, I'm going to, okay. um, Ew, be... we're just gross and oh, totally fine with traveling with fucking rats in our cart. That's nasty. Well, no, this is nature. Like, and they're <laughs> there and they are a person of nature, or they're a person. They're an animal of nature. And, uh, um, wow, way it to blend totally in, Dave. 
Way to blend in, Dave. My God. Yeah, bud. Oh. Dang. Wow, so really, this... really biffing it out here in the forest. But um, but it's not it's <laughs> not like uncommon for uh for the druids of the area to have like a little familiar, um, especially like rangers and scouts and stuff. So, um, I am uh going to try to pass as that for Ellie. Oh, actually, or should I be a cat? Should I be a cat or a rat? You tell me. Should mm-hmm. be a raccoon. Let me make like sure that, that's what I want to be. I like that Dave said, what's a forest creature? And they came up with raccoon. No, they don't, don't live in the forest? It's more of a city creature for trash cans. Cities and woods. The, the woods, city, maybe. Cities used to be forests at some point. Oh, shit. Wow. Fucking. Getting that's deep. When, getting that's deep when man the, comes in and destroys nature, okay? Fucking A, dude. I mean. We need, we need to give the nature back. Val's an eco-terrorist. What, okay, what if I, <laughs> instead, hear me out. What if I'm a badger instead? Okay. That that seems more like a a ranger kind of familiar or like a scout kind of familiar. Like that wouldn't bat as many eyes as like a rat. So that's okay. kind of that's kind of punk okay. rock too. So you've turned into a badger. I turned into a badger. And then we get out of the cart because we hit the horses, and then we're gonna walk up. Mm-hmm. Are you like on Ellie's shoulder? How big is a badger? Or are you just like walking on the ground? How big is a badger? Badgers are big. Hold on. Ish. How... It's like a big cat. Wait. Or a small dog, maybe. A chunky forest creature. Go to, go to <laughs> howbigisabadger.com. Ooh, be careful what you type. Um, Actually, don't go to that it website. It is about 14 <laughs> pounds. Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's a chunky, chunky cat. cat. It's a cat. Yeah. It's a cat, yeah. Okay. So are you walking or are you hitching a ride? I'm walking. Okay, so you're walking on the ground. Yeah. So... What you need to know about me, wait, what you need to know about me as a badger is um, I have advantage on perception checks and I rely on smell. Okay. So we have Ellie, (laughs) pretty, pretty normal, a little, a little bit, maybe she rubbed some dirt on her face, put her hair up, uh, slightly disguised Ellie, fully disguised Jared, dragging a bundle of foliage that is Val, and we have a badger. Two elves, a bundle of foliage, Joy. and a badger walk into a bar. And by bar, we mean walk <laughs> up toward a the famous twisted oak tree of Rosewater. Honestly, it sounds kind of like a great show. I'd, I'd Netflix, what up? Pick, pick us up. As you approach, you we all are definitely notice. for sale, Netflix. Yes. Hit us up, questfriendsforeverpod at gmail.com. <laughs> As y'all in your various forms, approach the oak tree. From a solid distance away, you don't really need a high perception to notice, there is not really a crowd. From far away, you can only see one single person standing under this tree. Uh-oh. Is it Barrymore? You are too far away to tell who it is at this point. Okay, we're going to creep now. Okay. We creep. Yeah. Can, so um, did we establish if I can um, communicate to Ellie what I'm in animal form since she has the telepathy? It's okay if you say no. I'm not sure if we explored that yet. I don't know. Because you can't do your normal spells and stuff, right? Like you can't do druid spells right. when you're transformed. So I'm going to say no. Correct. Okay, cool. You can, can do I the... still do my spells if I'm disguised as a bundle of A? Yeah. Um, you can do the tap system still. You can always like scratch at her leg. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be... How many was that? Uh, well, I'm trying to She's get attention badger. right it's now. Not really, it's not really clear. Okay. I'm trying so just, to, just trying to get attention. Okay. She picks you up and holds you like a chunky cat in front of her face and is looking at you in the eye. 
like <laughs> with a uh, one eyebrow raised. It, like uh, wiggle, so she puts me down. Like cats do. So bad. So j- yeah. just like a cat. Okay. And then I look up at, at Ellie and Jared, and then I like comically like I'm charading like sneak as a badger, <laughs> just very uh, cartoony, very silly, dun, very dun, just dun. like. Dun, trying dun, to get the point across. Yeah. You're charading, sneaking. Yeah. Okay, Jared. What is? What do you make of this? Um, since you're like the only one who can talk, basically, right now. I guess Ellie can talk. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live for the chaos. So anything that is even remotely like silly or possibly like dangerous, but like in a fun, adventurous way, I'm into. Okay. So yeah, I'm living for the thrill. I'm living for the I'm I'm living for the possibility of absolute chaos. So you start doing these big like Monty Python silly steps, like yeah. sneaking. The badger just kind of like sits there, and I'm not sure if they could roll their eyes, but I roll my eyes incredibly hard and just like kind of like fall on my side, just like ugh. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Ellie follows suit, so now you are creeping toward this tree. Um, kind of crouching down low, staying near the the sides of the path, the kind of in the, in the brush and stuff. Are we in direct line of sight with this person, or are we like trying to be obscured and hiding behind things as we approach? Sounds like you're trying to kind of hide in the grass a little bit. Is there are there things between us and this one person, or it's is a it pretty, just an open field? It's a pretty open path up to the tree, but like on the sides of the path, there is some tall grass and some bushes and stuff. So it sounds like you're kind of staying on the edge. I'm right? not, I'm being drugged by Jared. That's I don't know true. What the fuck you so, guys are doing? Yeah, we're we're doing exactly okay. what you said, Daddy. So you are obscured. So once you are within thirty feet of this tree, Stephanie, tell me again about your badger powers. Yeah, I smell, bro. You I'm have saying. smelling powers. Yeah. Um. My yeah. My wisdom checks rely on smell. So then, roll a smell check for me. And I have advantage, so. Yes. This is perception, but with your nose. Um, Episode title. Roll a smell check for me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The badger and Stephanie have the same charisma, guys. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) This is so on brand. This is excellent. (laughs) Okay. So the first one's a 13. Something smells familiar, Stephanie. But you can't quite put your badger paw on it. <gasps> and not just the smell of the area, not just the smell of the forest being back, not just the smell of the twisted oak tree, which you have visited before, but the smell perhaps of this person. You are a bit downwind. And not that they like stink like shit, but with your super good badger perception, you recognize the smell of this person, but you can't quite place it. Ooh, with a 13, you can't quite place it. This is gonna be the I mean, somebody episode, else so. could also make a roll. Uh, Sight-wise, uh, you still... This person is kind of also hooded up, okay. similar to you are. So you can't mm-hmm. see their face. You just know they are... They seem to be just standing there, and they're not really moving. They're kind of just look like they're waiting. So give me... Everybody give me a stealth check to see how stealthy you're currently being. I'm being very stealthy. I've checked it out already, and I'm being very stealthy. 18. Also 18. I'm oh. so stealthy, you can't even tell that I'm a character in the story right now. Yeah, I guess uh, you don't really have to roll, Val, but you're fine. So, plus two, nine, eleven. 
<gasps> no, JK. <laughs> so, 11. Ellie also got an 11. But 11 is not going to do it. So, <gasps> as you are moving forward, the badger is imperceptible. The bundle of sticks that is the robot is imperceptible because you're not moving or doing anything. Jay. But since Ellie and Jared are in the front, neither of them are able to see the big uh, twig on the ground in front of them. And they simultaneously step on it and crack the twig. And this hooded figure by the tree looks up with a, a shot. And the robe they are wearing, this big Obi-Wan type robe, uh, just like Obi-Wan collapses into kind of itself just kind of crumbles and crawling out of the robe is a hawk and the hawk lets out a screech and shoots up into the air and okay flies away at that moment you all hear footsteps starting to approach a lot of footsteps like a battalion of footsteps as you look up and from the surrounding area around where this tree was a big huge circle of forest cops forest guards start to close in around you as you have now been detected This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not Nostalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye!